ready? Yeah. Okay. As long as you're ready. <laughs> Hello. Right. Oh, man, you messed <laughs> me up. Sorry. I thought you were ready. <laughs> All right, I'm really ready. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Double Issue. My name is Quentin and with me today is me, Daniel. And this is a show where we create a superhero universe together through short stories and world building, brainstorming type stuff. This is part three of Villains. (laughs) If you haven't listened to the first two parts, go listen to those. If you haven't listened to any episodes, go listen to part one and two of Villains. We're kind of doing a recap as we go. Yeah, we thought this would go a lot faster, but it's taken a little longer to get through everybody. We got a lot of characters. Yeah, we do. And we got quite a few more to get through now. Aqualion, previously Aqualion, is, uh, was a member of the League of Elemental Animals. They, at the time of this story, were currently on the, what did I call it? The Tribunal? Yeah. The tribunal, which takes care of, like, adjudicates superhero crimes. So it's kind of made up of retired superheroes. And Qualion is one of them. They have water powers, lion powers. We never really fully fleshed it out yet. He's been kind of in the background side stories so far. Yeah. The fire tiger is one of his enemies, but... uh, we can make another one now. What about shrimp heart? <laughs> it's good. Dude. Does he have the heart of a shrimp? I, don't know. <laughs> I guess I was going towards another fire-based villain because it's going to be like demon man. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. What about Freeze Ray? Hey, my name's oh. Ray, and I like to freeze. Ray freeze. <laughs> That's pretty good. An ice-based power versus a water power would be pretty good. Yeah. What about Freeze on? Ooh, what about like Dr. Freeze? Dr. Ray Freeze. Then it doesn't need to be a doctor. Or it doesn't need to be this character. <laughs> it's also a thing. I don't think that one's very good. Ice Rectangle. Oh. Yeah, instead of cube. Uh, I didn't even put that together. I just like the idea of a shape-based villain. I'm good with ice rectangle oh. because it makes me think of alien species from another like complete different dimension. All of their all their things are shapes. <laughs> it's a two it's a two D shape. Only at the oh. right angles can you view it. Perhaps they're actually a four dimensional being. Yeah. But they're only dissecting the three the three dimensions. I guess trisecting uh, our universe. All we can see of them is a rectangle. I just imagine that those comics would all look like Doctor Who villains, where they're just doing some really weird CGI that's not quite right. Yeah. But just going with it. Maybe it's just a, it's one of those villains that you can't understand kind of deal. Yeah. It's just a menace that like a large rectangle is just approaching the city. It's kind of a color of space situation. Yeah. It's just like a light blue rectangle in, in the air. Yeah. <laughs> 
just approaching. It's actually just the fourth dimensional being passing through. They're sucking the potential energy out of things, making everything entropy. Yeah. Maybe not ice rectangle, just ice. Oh, just ice? The or ice? Not just ice. I was going to say like ice shape, but that sounded dumb. <laughs> but what about like ice oscillis triangle? Oh. <laughs> oh. Seems good. They could have different names based on what shape they are. <laughs> Ice saucily. I don't know. I think we need a good name to like wrap them all together. The entropy. Ooh. Ice wall doesn't really work. Eater of worlds. Have a nice day. Uh, ice shape. Ice rectangle's fine. Bryce. <laughs> Burr, ice. Burr. Okay. Yeah. So the next character then is magic. Magic. They're a mysterious character. Yep. That before then, they were a previous member on Aegis. They were on the tribunal. They're mysteriously young. Is that what it was? They've been around a while, but they're young. But they're not immortal. Something like that. They're younger than they should be. And Spell Squadrons made fun of them for not knowing that much magic. Yeah. Even though they're called magic. And I had them perform a little bit of magic in my half of the episode. Yeah. We discussed at some point in one of the, I don't know if it was a world build part or a part we cut out just a conversation of having him age backwards or something. Oh, yeah. I don't remember if that stuck, but that's always an interesting thing. Like, it doesn't have to be magic's thing, but I I do always like that uh, concept. Benjamin buttoning. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of, I don't know if they're technically YA, but. I'm sure they would be YA now that that's a genre, but I don't think they were YA when I was reading them, but just different books about Merlin I read as a teenager. I discussed how he ages backwards and doesn't age and all different conflicting information. So if there's that, that sort of mystique with magic, that's fine. What if their antagonist was equally as mysterious and it's just something <laughs> like the question or what about science <laughs> <laughs> or technology <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> and people will be like well what's what's their power science and technology but but like what do they do magic analyze we could have a uh, stem oh. science technology engineering and of course the last M, magic. Well, you got to inc- incorporate arts now for STEAM. Oh. Science, technology, electronics, arts. Electronic magic. arts. Magic. Is this the answer? Uh, magic used to be uh, mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And they know mathematic. That's pretty good. They're a math magician. Yeah. They just got so good at math and proofs and everything that they took a derivative on an impossible problem. And now they've unlocked the secrets of the universe. <laughs> so is science like jealous? I feel, I feel like if that's the idea we're going with, they became uh, uh, jealous maybe. But I think the main thing is they felt magic turned his back on the true you know, the true truths of the world. Okay. And maybe since magic is still occupying the M in STEM, <laughs> they can't have a new math person until magic is gone. That's pretty good. <laughs> so it's like a whole superhero team. The STEAM cabal. Yeah. I also wonder, what were they doing before? Were they just the best? <laughs> Who do these people represent? The best at the science? <laughs> were they just... 
like a think tank, like a metahuman think tank, or well, that's what I'm wondering. Were they even metahuman before before magic developed magic powers? Oh, hmm. Because I guess maybe I should stem stem is acronym for what's pushed. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a shorthand in education yeah. for the different fields that they try to push you towards for jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting what the E stood for. It's engineering. That's why I kind of feel like the A shouldn't be there if they're a very hoity-toity about. Oh, oh, here. I forgot to tell you. So I had this idea that there's art, but art in the STEM grouping is already kind of new. So maybe they're just kind of like have to bring them along. So they're doing their science, technology, and engineering things. And then art is just there. And they're all just, ugh. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Art. <laughs> it's like the little brother that keeps tagging along. Maybe it wasn't an official thing at first, I guess. Yeah. Like they were uh, maybe not the top of their field, but a, a in the tops of their fields. What if they were all working together to crack the secret of magic and they didn't realize that's what they were working towards? Okay. And they they crack it, but magic realizes that if they keep working towards it the way they're going, they're just going to use it for like commercial purposes or war or things like that. So magic abandons them, but they learn enough that they're like, we need to know the rest of the secrets you have. Okay. I imagine they're building. They don't have the magic. Magic's got all the magic, but they want it. Maybe they still have, I mean, whatever is the biggest thing in their field. Yeah, I imagine they're making mechs or whatever. Yeah. Engineering guys making mechs for them, science guy. Well, technology and engineering kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> and science guy gives them poisons and acids or something. <laughs> they all work together to make mechs or something. Yeah. Maybe mechs. Well, maybe is, they... Uh, they, use to, they make weapons. They make armors. They make... Concoction. So maybe a group sort of like Hive almost. Yeah, maybe that's that's better. Or is Hive the right one? The one where they always wear yellow jumpsuits. Yeah. But they they are so they're less uh less like four people and more an organization then. Oh no, Hive is a DC group and a kid's book. So Magic was one of the top mathematics guys and uh figured out the secrets of the universe and can now do math magic. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, with real math, whenever he tries to explain that to people, their eyes kind of gloss over. <laughs> like, ugh, it's just math. Okay. All right, so, so the next character is Moonglow. And Moonglow, did we decide, has minor powers from, like, a god on the moon? I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but their power waxes and wanes with the moon. Yeah. Sunshade. <laughs> The parasol. <laughs> a werewolf. I mean, there is like Sunspot. Yeah. Sundog. What about like Helios and the 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 Sundog demons? Oh. Well, just Sundogs. It doesn't have to be Helios. Some, some named person is controlling oh, yeah. the Sundogs. I'm just going to put a werewolf. Helios is Greek god of the sun. Why Helios and Matheson analytics stocks plunged 60% more today? Whew. Wait, what's that? I don't know. Some stock thing went down. <laughs> oh. Oh, see. That's why I was confused. Here's Helios riding with the chariot of Pegasi. But if we say, like, all these engravings were wrong, it was actually uh, dogs. 
is a dog sled. How about the immortal Reggie? Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Uh, and then you just said a werewolf? Yeah, I just did a werewolf. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, her powers are super strong, and so are the werewolves, and they just fight for whatever reason. Yeah, probably like King of the Werewolves or something. Ooh, Werewolf King. Okay. Should we do Immortal Reggie? We haven't covered a whole lot of Immortal Reggie stuff. I forgot to write about him, and so I sucked him out of an airlock. So I don't know anything about Immortal Reggie besides that. I had some ideas, but I haven't done anything with it. The only thing I've mentioned about Immortal Reggie is that they're immortal. (laughs) And also that something happened at some point which made them hated by everyone. And I don't think I've even, I don't think we've even said what that is. Did he go bad or did he do something terrible? Like, turns out he's a pedophile and has been for a million years. Uh, Well, is everyone technically too young for him? Well... (laughs) There's a difference between too young (laughs) for him and too young for everyone. But anyways, Um, sort of an Edward Cullen type of situation. Mortal Reggie just going back to high school. Hello, fellow kids. So the thing I don't go about that, like people people talk about how it's gross that Edward Cullen is 100 years old or whatever. He's dating a teenager. I don't get from the other perspective, like they point out like that's gross or skeevy or whatever. How is he interested in anything a teenager has to say? (laughs) That's a real question here. (laughs) How is he just, oh, wow, I'm real interested in what you got going on. Oh, it's a lot of, like, feelings and stuff and high school. That's interesting. I could see every couple hundred years vampire being like, if they could get away with it. You know, I think I'll just go back to high school. Just take it easy. Be like a little mini vacay. But... No, that doesn't make sense. I'm more confused. So in that movie, Edward has a family of vampires that he lives with, but they're all like 100 or whatever years old. Is it weird to live with your parents for that long in the exact same role for like 100 years? Are they even like parents of the person? They're like a clan or whatever. I don't I don't even know how it works out. It just it has that model. Yeah, they just like play play father and son and mother and whatever but it feels not good they're just all hanging out yeah okay so pass on immortal reggie i have an idea okay what about just a big vulture man mortal reggie oh trying to take immortal reggie's soul yeah your soul is mine okay (laughs) that's all i got for that was a big vulture man what's her name vulturous Voltruvius. Voltruver. Yeah, Volturus. I don't know. I still have like Greek and Roman names stuck in my head from Assassin's Creed Origins. The origins of our creed. I just like the idea of somebody tracking him across time trying to take his soul. Okay, cool, cool. Did you want to do cup hands? Yeah, let's do cup hands. Okay. Um, What about a big dragon? It's <laughs> good. No. Um, <laughs> what about like a toy master character? Go on. So he makes all these little toy minions to fight, and Cuphands keeps breaking them all. Yeah. It just really upsets him. So even after he becomes sort of a villain, the toy master guy's still like, "Now nah, you're still. I'm getting my revenge. <laughs> getting his revenge by having toys for him to break. It's not a good system. A toy master. Oh, um, well, about like toy master general. 
Oh, there we go. So did we want to do uh, Michonne from when they were good? All right. Just keep wanting to say, remember that time when Michonne was good? Oh, did we talk about Cup Hands? Oh, yeah, we didn't really say what Cup Hands was. Cup Hands is a autobiographical character. <laughs> uh, Cup Hands has cups for hands, and uh, anything he touches with those cups does break. And that's because at a party once... Quentin was wearing cups on his hands, and he broke a bunch of things. Yeah, what of it? No, it's good. But uh, Cup Hands was a hero, is presently a villain. In the current, in that story, at that time, he was being put on trial for murdering a bunch of criminals. But now he runs the city of Midas. Yeah, or the city state. But then there's Michonne. Michonne broke cup hands out of the tribunal yeah and he's a centauri like aster so he can fly around and he's just strong and skilled yeah so do you think they they went you mentioned at some point they were kind of posing as good before they came out as a bad guy yeah so kind of what i've been just theorizing on is they land in france and they pose as a good guy alien and try to do some helpful things there but I think in time it kind of comes out that they're not great, or they do some things that aren't great. So we need a French villain that rises up to fight Michonne? Yeah. But I was trying to think of French villains. And, and all I... the French are too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate me, French people. I'm sorry. Uh, that just reminds me of the story that I once visited England for a vacation. and Oi, was... governor. Oi, top of the morning. Wait, that's Mm-mm-mm. wrong. Blimey. Uh... We were in London for St. Patrick's Day. Believe it or not, not a big holiday in Britain. But I just remember there was this group of school children from France, and they kept cutting us in line for things and being super rude. And it was just funny because that was just like, like we made the joke like, oh, I bet French people are super rude. And that was like the first French people we met. It was just, okay, we were joking. <laughs> Bratty little kids. What if he fights? Madeline? Yeah. The schoolgirl? Little Catholic schoolgirl. <laughs> What about a literal unicorn? Just an evil unicorn. Okay. They just terrorize. Do they talk or is it just... It's almost better if they don't. Do they have like the rainbow trail behind them? Got to. Do they fly? That'd be really good. They don't fly so much as like they can gallop on air if they choose to. Yeah. I mean, they pick up speed and they shimmer rainbows and they kind of prance through the air. But they're just really buff and use their horn to throw cars and impale people. Okay. They have a name? Oh, man. I was trying to think. Uh, Let's just... French for unicorn. Unicorn name... Lycorn. Generator. Lycron. Lycron. I cannot say this French word. Sable. Can I have an actual person saying it, not a robot, please? I think it's close to Lycron. Lycorn terrible. The terrible unicorn. <laughs> the terrible licorn. No, wouldn't they do it opposite? Licorn terrible. Um, yeah, but I think it'd be like less terrible. I'm, I'm reminded of the Le Infants Terrible from Metal Gear Solid lore. That's what I'm mimicking. Which is the terrible unicorn. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if Google translates it straight. I feel like it would be like Le Corn Less Terribly. Terrible. I don't know. Kate knows French. I can ask her about it. But 
you know, the, you see the scene where Michonne's kind of eating up being the hero and getting to be in the spotlight. And all these French people run up to him like, you've got to help us. You've got to help us. The terrible unicorn's back. And he's just like, oh, I'll slay this beast. And it's just this really pretty horse with a horn. <laughs> it's just, it's like, I can't fight that. And then it just stabs him. So then every, like, episode after that is them just, like, duking it out. Really awful. Okay. All right. Who do we have? Tremor. Tremor. So Tremor is A.K.A. Quakes. Rockula. A.K.A. Quake Jr. A.K.A. Little little Quake. A.K.A. The San Andreas Fault Line. What, what, what? A.K.A. Your building's falling down. Okay. Explain. So Go ahead. <laughs> Tremor is Quake's sidekick. A.K.A. And... <laughs> She has the same power set, just younger. Yeah. But also disguises herself as the villain Rockula. And uh, Quake is uh, like doctorate professor. Yeah. And Tremor and is, is her like PhD the, student. Yeah. TA, teaching assistant type role, research assistant. And I see them as being sort of bookish and quiet. But whenever they get into their costume, they kind of, I don't know, take on a different personas. As so to speak. Yeah. Did you have a character in mind? I was trying to think of something. What about a gel, jello, like a gel cube <laughs> type monster? Be cool. That they awakened in one of the tombs, like the D and D type monster of gelatinous cube. They, they it's just the ooze. Oh, my quake <laughs> powers aren't really working on it. <laughs> it jiggles, but it doesn't fall apart. So, is it Ivanus? Is who she fights? Yeah. An old slime wizard. Yeah, PR team. Oh, it could be uh, like Robin Williams' Flubber. Oh. We can come up with another one, but she definitely fought an ooze, an ancient ooze. Yeah. Ancient evil ooze. This had some ancient death curse on it. Any any who would be swallowed by this ooze will be judged, and if they're found wanting, will be disintegrated. <laughs> it's like some divine, divine judgment ooze. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But but all of that is coming from different texts they find supporting that. The ooze doesn't oh. really say any of this. The ooze just is just a force. Okay. Did you have another one in mind? Did you say another one? Uh, AKA Super Volcano uh, from 1996. What about Rock Slides? Okay. Or maybe Brock? Brock Slides? Okay, okay. And he has slides on also his feet. Earth powers. Okay, okay. Just slides on his feet. If you put slides on your feet, you're always sliding. I think we're starting to get sleepy. But yeah, I think that's rock slides. The guy that has rock sliding powers. Oh, okay. I think he's extreme, so he's like snowboarding down rock slides. So he's got shoes made of slides. Yeah, rock slides. But he like snowboards on rocks. <laughs> yeah, and just like accidentally destroys towns and things in their path. This gravel's real nice. And so she always has to stop him from being too extreme. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. This is this is some real fresh powder, rock powder, dust, and that brings us to episode nine. Yeah, birthdays. The only character I introduced then was Hazel Eight, the school teacher for the Citadel Hero Academy. Yeah. Or a school teacher. And I introduced a trickster god. <laughs> mittens yeah yeah that is, by the way if you aren't caught up if this is your second episode you're listening to go listen to that one that one has characters you should know about by now and and it's just a fun episode yeah it's a little weird near the end but it's a is a good one that you can listen to now that you just know all this 
if you want a different one to listen to after this. But uh, I don't know much about Hazel. I think I finally firmed up her powers a little bit. And it's she has kinetic control. So if someone throws a punch at her, she can absorb the punch and throw it back at them. But I think the eight is that she can multiply it by eight times the force. Mm, mm. So she's not that strong on her own. But if she's fighting someone bigger, she can send it back at him. Okay. Okay. And I think that's her whole thing. And she's so calm and collected and centered that she has these really awesome monk powers. Okay. I was going to say the perfect enemy that I could think of was someone who was just super loony and uh, childlike and manic and someone like Freakazoid or Joker or someone like that. Mm. What were you thinking? Hazel 7. <laughs> Her inferior clone. Yeah, but that is trying to convince them that they're the eighth clone and that there's oh. seven before, or like six before the seven, the seventh person. They're the eighth one. What about Lassal? She's Hazel backward. I mean, I do like Hazel 7. That's pretty good. It could just be Hazel 6973. And it's your concept <laughs> and my concept. <laughs> I'm from the future. <laughs> Android Hazel. It's just Hazel number and whatever number is just a different villain for them. <laughs> are they all clones or somehow copies of Hazel 8? I mean, clones are pretty good. Just skewed somehow. Like they don't all have that same power. What if instead of being clones directly, it's more like, this is going to sound stupid because I was going to be like, biological androids? They're still being built. I think it's a combination of different things. Yeah. I think there is one. But each one has a different power set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if it's a clone, it's not a complete clone. They've messed with it some. Yeah. But I think it's a combination of clones and robots and whatever. There's some mastermind behind all the different Hazel number. Yeah. That is creating these different Hazels for some reason to take down Hazel 8. So some of them have different purposes. They had an original. Yeah, maybe there is an original. They're basing it off of not Hazel 8. Maybe Hazel 8 is a clone that doesn't remember. There's, There's one that is a chaotic whatever one what about the buffoon is that the one you were talking about yeah and that could be a hazel clone too but instead of the two wait what two it's a hazel clone too well i was thinking i don't know how to write this out buffoon but instead of the two o's it's a infinity symbol (laughs) and that that also reflects what they are in relation to hazel eight hazel eight yeah turned on its side the eight is turned on its side so it's hazel infinity goes by buffoon but it's completely perpendicular to hazel eight in ideology so i don't think it, they should be the same thing as like a joker character where they're you know crazy or insane i think it's more like drunk foo where they have just really practiced practical jokes and stand-up comedy and puns to throw their enemies off so do you think it's pronounced buffinitine <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I got a character I need to write a story about. Buffinitine. They're Buffinitine. How buff are they? Buffinitine. And it's also a teen hero. Buffinitine. Yeah. Yeah, they've got to fight Aster Thorn and Havoc. Buffinitine. Okay. Well. That's real gross. (laughs) I like it. Episode 9 was League of Elemental Animals. All those characters may or may not be real. So I had an idea for the League of Elemental Animals. 
some form of zookeepers. Mm. Maybe extraterrestrial zookeepers that try to hunt them down and take them to their alien zoo. Mm. I like it. Maybe the zoo masters? We already have a hunter thing. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna suggest they could just be hunters hunting the most dangerous game. Not man, but meta man. <laughs> but that was the exact line for Baron von Kill, I think. Yeah. So Zookeeper seems good. Okay. Is it like an organization or a rogue zookeeper? I think it's gotta be like an organization. Okay. Like they just like need new exhibits and they just happen to find a lot of promising suspects on Earth. Is it sort of a like one of each species and they they're counting each of these as a new hybrid species of each Maybe. Of each animal that they may already have. Like Maybe they think they're all the same species, but just like since they're so different. Yeah. Like we already have a porcupine in our zoo. But we don't have lightning porcupine. Yeah. Um I like the idea that maybe there's a couple of zookeepers that are regular, like maybe five or six, but then the rest are minions that are all unpaid biology students needing intern hours. So a lot of the minions are like, oh, I don't want to fight. I mean, that could be paid minimum wage. Oh, yeah. Minimum space wage. Yeah. Space bucks. They get zoo dollars to be spent at the company store. Yeah. Which is called scrim. I think maybe I always... uh, There's a word that i always never know what it is script oh it's like company books hmm. company script is script a substitute for government issued legal tender or currency issued by a company to pay its employees it can be only be exchanged in company stores owned by the employers so i was right it's script but i always think it's scrim yeah skyrim what skyrim no oh okay but uh it could be zeus script so I think there could be a whole arc where all the elemental animals get taken to a space zoo and they have to break out. Or maybe they like it. The, the the current team gets kidnapped and goes there. And they found out that that one missing team member from long ago has just been here the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, um, oh, I just had a, something like lightning sloth or something. I just did like, lightning porcupine. I know. I was trying to come up with something like air sloth, wind sloth, thunder sloth, ember sloth. Anyway, he was just really slow. And then he was like, eh, this is fine. Just going to hang out. So he moves at sloth speed. Yeah, that seems good for the overall. Yeah. So how about Mist Mist? We are now on from our Spell Squadron exclusive episode. We already covered Spell Squadron, but in this one we did a a previous iteration of Spell Squadron. Yeah. And uh, some of the characters that used to be on the team but are not now, well, one of them is Miss Mist, which we determined she doesn't have any, like, fighting powers so much. I think maybe she could turn things to ice or something? Or did we determine yeah, against that? she could, like, condensate. But uh, a big part of her powers are, like, team-based, where she can kind of spread out and give them cover and give the enemies less visibility. But also, she can send whispers between the teammates and is kind yeah. of a communication device. And also... Their base is located somewhere in some dimension of her making or a dimension she taps into, at least. And if you are inside of Miss Mist, <laughs> you can be teleported there. Yeah. So maybe a villain for her is somebody less directly villainous, like not like a world destroyer villain, but more like a fan. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a literal fan. I was gonna say something like somebody that's trying to like take her powers or it could be like a, a demon, some sort of demonic pact. Maybe that's how she got her powers. Yeah. And they're like calling in the favor. Yeah, that could be. Demon Hunter Fantasy Name Generator. Histerfon. Orzud. Morkas? Um I'm gonna take the, the first letter of every every book on my bookshelf. Got it. <laughs> Schwit. Quit It sounds like a demon name. Yeah, that's pretty good. If I ever, yeah. But I guess let's go on the other side. Was it? I could see a couple possibilities: a demon pact, Mm -hmm. or perhaps summoning a demon and kind of enslaving it. Okay, using their powers but keeping the demon subdued. So kind of like binding a demon to your soul and then keeping it like. As long as you keep it locked down, you're good. But actually, in a physical way, yeah. Just I have a, I have a demon in the basement. I gotta keep locked in there. I was gonna say, like, whenever the team's back at their base, is there just a door that keeps rattling and slamming all the time? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. So the, the physically bound demon that she's just skimming powers off of. So maybe then the demon can only take like a real form inside of the mist mist house the misty manor mm-hmm. and outside of it just more like a voice or uh, a very inconsequential outside yeah what if it's uh like locked in the basement of the manor but also it it has a since this place is a place of mist mists making kind of deal mm-hmm. it can also tap into the powers and so there's this house on a hill or whatever, and out out down below the hill, there's a bunch of mist, but there you can hear creatures out there. Oh. That's the demon trying to get in, and there's kind of wards and whatever up around the place. So if you go outside, it can be really dangerous. Yeah, if you go outside of like the immediate areas. That's pretty cool. So it both has physical and and magic powers in there. Yeah. But not directly. I like that. So which name are you do you want to go with or do you want to go with a couple? <laughs> Just Histerfon, aka Morcus, aka Orzud, oh. aka Quitagaska. The dwarves call me. Yeah. Uh I mean if it's a demon, it maybe has many names. Yeah. The elves know me as T Man Hoobastank. The, the true name is C-W-I-T-T-W-D-A-C-S-C-C-S-E. But that that's only as far as uh, a human ear can process and transcribe it. Well, that's only as many letters of the name you can write in this dimension. Yeah. I mean, some of those hyphens and things are, you know, temporal spelling. Yeah, these letters actually have five dimensions to them, but you can only see the two, really. We, we have three dimensions, but you can't really write a letter in three dimensions most of the time. Right. And if you do, it's kind of extrapolating. There's not a three-dimensional version of a letter. You're imagining what a three-dimensional version of the letter would look like. Right. The actual three-dimensional version of a D, there's a bunch of crazy stuff happening on the backside of that tall bit <laughs> that you aren't privy to. So the name is kind of like that. I like it. Just call it the demon in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the D and the B. Another member, which is no longer on the team, they've they've gone missing with Miss Mist. Is that what it was? 
Oh, I thought they were still around. Who was it that like disappeared when Miss Miss disappeared? Because they were in the Miss dimension. Oh, right. I think it was Werewolf. It might have been Werewolf. Maybe that's the thing, because they couldn't find him. They couldn't find her to find him. Because they're usually the... Uh, I thought Werewolf was a woman also. Oh. See, this is why I need to update the spreadsheet. <laughs> but I could be mistaken on them. Might have never been specified. That's what it was in my head. Hey, I think that works. I think at one point we joked about them going on a date with Sid Slaughter, but oh, that doesn't yeah, necessarily because... yeah. <laughs> specify gender. But no, I think that sounds good. Who do we want their special bad guy to be? Sid Slaughter. No. Um, is there a play we can do with some word that starts with AG, which is the symbol for silver on the periodic table? I'm thinking like agility, agile. I was thinking like Agnes and Agthar. <laughs> what about instead of the artful dodger, it's like the agile tackler or something like that? What about something like Howcat oh, or oh. Wybird? I see. What about a giraffe? <laughs> Just a giraffe. But it's like Agaraffe. <laughs> oh. So it's a, it silver a silver giraffe. giraffe. <laughs> what would happen if you had a centaur that was a giraffe for the body would the human part be out of the top of the head it would be a long fleshy neck oh or maybe a long very long torso bit see i was thinking torso but that would just be as ugly just like this little person at the top of a really long torso i'm gonna look that up <laughs> oh yep somebody did it oh it's uncomfortable to look at and you can see that picture in the Discord. Well, some of them are pretty good. There's some magic cards that look all right. I like the ones that are like giraffe body, and then they uh, are kind of too high up to do anything on the ground. There's a lot of a lot yeah. of this in here. It seems like at that height, if you leaned over, you would just fall over. That's what I was yeah. picturing the first time. Okay, a long neck with the human torso at the bottom. That seems better. So, so what do you think about that? <laughs> And also silver. Yeah. A giraffe. A giraffe. A giraffe. Agnes. <laughs> a giraffe. They're just, are they just also made of silver or really into silver? Because um, are they, they genetically modified basically in two dire different directions? <laughs> maybe they have silver weapons? What if, what if they, uh, mm, kind of Colossus style? can turn to silver oh okay but maybe in addition to colossus style they lose separate from colossus they uh kind of lose flexibility of whatever they turn to silver so what i'm picturing is <laughs> they run and then they barrel down that long neck forward turn that to silver it's a battering ram oh okay okay <laughs> they have those little horns on top they use those as little clubs they whip their hair in a certain fashion turn into silver it's kind of knives hair knives seems pretty good yeah they come out and attack and run off and spell squadrons like we're gonna help you and they're like no i need to track them myself alto tracker okay <laughs> this is one giraffe a giraffe i need to deal with this is also my weakness okay um then we had a few uh like ancillary is my using that word right auxiliary yeah they are auxiliary characters we had a few auxiliary characters that I put on the list, but uh, we may or may not have to create uh, villains for them. One of them is Kids Laughter. 
they were Kid Slaughter, the sidekick to the original villain for Spell Squadron. What was their name? What? What was the original Slaughter character? Sid Slaughter. Sid Slaughter. Yeah, so Kid Slaughter was their sidekick. So we talked about they become like a kid's party person, right? Entertainer? Um, yeah. What if their villain was a balloon animal? That's gained sentience or sapience. Yeah. Even. Or it's like an evil clown that makes balloon animals that are evil. Yeah. Which one's better? Because I, I like them being kind of outside of, like, the, they're outside of the life. And they're not, they they just kind of occasionally come back and fight. Yeah. So I like the idea that the balloon animals just start wrecking parties that he's at, or that they're at, and they have to save everybody from the evil balloon animals. Yeah. But, but they could I just guess pop them. Have- yeah no but that seems good i just don't know if it's better to have like a clown that makes them or if it's just a pack of evil balloon animals like part of my first thought on it was uh they make one but they filled it with helium before and it just went up into the air and then some process happened to it you got into an, an experiment that went wrong or yeah i mean that's really good at first, it's just coming through and stealing more balloon animals that that kids slaughter, kids laughter makes, and then putting them through the process too. It's making itself <laughs> friends, and then just over time they amass. You can hear they're like squeaking. They're coming. Somebody in Spell Squadron has to really be against the sound balloons make when you touch them. Yeah, they're just like, ah, it's not hard to find. How about evil loon? Mm. <laughs> Is that too on the nose? <laughs> Blue knee. <laughs> um, do they have a name? Uh, they decided their maybe. own name. Yeah. It's the sound that balloons make when they squeak together. Is that how they converse? Yeah. <laughs> so you see like a huge pile of them and they're just all like... And someone's trying to sneak up on them. Then they all stop squeaking and turn. Real slowly with their balloon eyes. I guess more like balloon light spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. All right. So then we had Dandelion and Tiger Lily. Yeah, and I don't even know if they would have... Their villain is Fairy King, maybe? Yeah. I was unsure to put them on the list, because they're not actually, like, heroes, heroes. There are forces on the side of good, occasionally evil. Yeah, because they're more like just wild beasts that are sort of sentient. They're sentient and sapient. Sentient means just means thinking. No, oh, right. Sapient means... Like having wisdom. Okay. So dogs are sentient and cats are sentient. And all of our animals are sentient. So when we're looking for alien life, we're actually looking for sapient life. I mean, sentient life would be a big find also. Right. But most people replace sapient with sentient thinking. That that's They actually mean sapient most of the time. I just learned the difference recently. <laughs> That's why I have to impart it. I guess that's why they call them sapiens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we move on to episode 13, the Infinity Cafe, or Infinity... Yeah, it's not a title stories. after your episode. <laughs> Aegis Infinity Stories. Yeah. Sorry, that's just how I remember it. Yeah, so first up, we had Flight Knight. Yeah, I had a conglomeration of flying characters all showing up. They're not very fleshed out besides the name, but Flight Knight is a flying knight. He should fight Blight Knight. Oh. Just a bad night. Sounds good. Makes people sick. I mean, I feel like we should put as much into these villains that 
I put into the heroes here. <laughs> King Art, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into. So he does art? My thought was maybe they're an artist that can draw powers. Oh. And one of those have, they like, they draw wings and can fly. So is it just like scribbles out behind them to fly? Yeah. What if they fought the racer? <laughs> he just erases those powers. But they're they're uh, a Formula One driver. They're like that. <laughs> Eleanor, the racer. And uh, I don't know, they drive fast and want to erase him. <laughs> Works for me. Next up, we had Super Bear, which is a bear that can fly. <laughs> Maybe they've also got Super Bear strength, but bears are already pretty strong. So I don't know if they exactly need it. Bears are already strong. Some are like almost bulletproof. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's a lot of superhero powers bears already have. Yeah. So maybe it's just a talking flying bear, but maybe they don't talk. I don't know. They're just really quiet. I know we've got some hunters and zookeepers out here. Yeah. But maybe something like the lumberjack character. Okay. I was thinking maybe like a super evil mouse. Oh. The mouse has got like bear level strength. Oh. The mouse can't fly, but they're evil and have super strength and they're real small. Do they have slightly faster speed? With the strength of a a bear. That's true. They're going to be flying across the (laughs) ground just launching themselves forward. They can't fly, but they sure can look like they're flying if they jump. Like bear, bear level strength blasting off with the, the weight of a mouse. Like imagine how, how hard a bear could throw a mouse, and that's what you got there. <laughs> so what about Doom Mouse? I think that's a that, that's a rapper or a hip hop. Yeah, beats mixer. MF, MF Doom and Danger Mouse collabed for an album called. Danger Doom, that's not quite the same. But they could have easily been Doom Doom Mouse. Doom Mouse separated. Danger Doom, Mouse and the Mask. I remember this, listening to this, because they had, they were Adult Swim related, and this is when I was big into Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. Yeah, they had a song called the ATH of Aqua Teen Hunger Force on this album. So Doom Mouse isn't directly stealing from them. <laughs> okay. Have a good setup where another supervillain's giving them a pep talk. Like, are you Doom Mouse or Don't Mouse? All right, we've got uh, Southwest Sentinel. Oh, what do they do? The Sentinels, a team I've only alluded to. <laughs> There's several other Cardinal Directions-based Sentinels. Should be a direction-based thing. I feel like it'd be good either if we really leaned into the direction. Okay, I've got a name. Okay. Midwest Malefactor. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. So that brings us to the Silver Streak. This uh, There's very little to go on on this one. It's basically just a name. <laughs> they can fly. They have silver. Silver costume. I don't know. So that just made me think there's some reactions in chemistry that react really badly with silver. And it looks like nitric acid makes silver soluble. It's nitric. Is that anything good? Latin for, uh, also known as aquafortis. Latin for strong, strong water. water. It could just be strong water. That sounds good. <laughs> I guess it could be the aquafortis. Eh, strong water's pretty good. I'm just imagining aquafortis just makes me think of like aquafort, and it's just a castle made of water. <laughs> I feel like I've done this a lot, but like uh, a being made of water that can it forms itself into a castle and is all the denizens of the castle what if 
like their suit makes it look like they have a, they're made out of a castle of water. Like their helmet looks like a castle tower. Yeah, that seems pretty cool. Oh, what if it's like um to go to the uh the uh, League of Elemental Animal episodes? What if there's a a part of uh water spider? Is that what their name is? Yeah, water spider is the ocean. Mm-hmm. What if a part of water spider? Like his evil intentions or something, all congealed together and separated from itself and rebelled from the ocean. And while they were coming oh. up, they encountered a sandcastle, and that sandcastle became their armor. Oh, so it's just evil, evil bit of ocean that has sandcastle armor. <laughs> they still have like the plastic shovel stuck in their side. Yeah, and, like a bucket. Yeah. I don't know how the the sandcastle doesn't get destroyed every time it's like I assume I assume this creature does this being whatever it is <laughs> can go into any shape or whatever and sometimes leaves mm-hmm. the armor behind. I don't know how the armor stands up on its own, but every time they show back up it's sandcastle again. Well maybe it's like fire based heroes try to attack them and the sand like acts as a barrier for them. Yeah, perhaps if they got attacked by sand be- fire-based heroes first, it kind of solidified it. And part of the water is inside of it or something, so it's a piece of them. I don't know. Strong water. Slash aqua fortis? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Oh, cool. Ready to move on to Cyberwolf? Yeah, oh. Cyberwolf. A member of Aegis at the time of this story took place. And they're a robotic werewolf? Yeah, cyborg werewolf. Or cyborg wolf. I guess they're not a werewolf. They don't change back and forth. Oh, yeah. And I've kind of like flipped back and forth whether they're, you know, a genetically modified wolf made into a cyborg or a person experimented on and then made into a cyborg. But there's some process there. And now they're super smart and bipedal, whatever they were before. What if they have like a rival computer hacker person? Cyberware. <laughs> they're cybernetic clothing. I just meant W-A-R-E. Yeah, like Shadowrun. Or it could be W-E-R-E, Cyberware. Cyber W-H-E-R-E. But uh, like a werewolf, a were-cyber. Oh, were-cyber. I don't know what they change into. They change into code or something. Yeah, they could be pure code. Well, on the full moon, they digitize into code and cause a rampage. Oh, <laughs> they go through networks biting them and making them into also thralls for his cyber evil. Yeah. So in the daytime, they are a normal hacker, possibly evil or not daytime. Most of the time they are just a hacker doing hacker things. Then occasionally they go on a rampage <laughs> as pure code. Though, I guess it wouldn't be connected to the moon, though. No, it could be connected. to. It could be for whatever reason, but... Yeah. It doesn't have to be. I was just saying it'd be funny if it was tied to like, like there were the Y2K bugs that were a weird time glitch with the way clocks on computers work. It'd be kind of funny if there was something like that to where at least people are like very sure when it's going to happen. I just can't think of a, a glitch like that off my top of my head though. Yeah, I don't know. It could be for a minute every day whenever the clock switches from one day to the next. <laughs> but that's a time zone thing also. Yeah. But I do like them trying to track down this hacker and then they get there and it's just some clothes and a chair. It's just, <laughs> but where did they go? I think I like cyberware a little better. It doesn't actually fit the werewolf, but there's that play on like hardware, software, cyberware, but also cyberwolf versus cyberware. Yeah. Or the opposite. 
And that's where we have to end this week. Join us next next week for more villains. Here's our outro. Yeah. Emails, questions, comments, things we forgot, little bits to double issue showed at gmail.com. So you can you can follow me, Daniel, at Guare on Twitter. And I'm at Quentin Pongratz on Twitter. <laughs> we got website, double issue dot show. We got Twitter, double issue show, Facebook, WordPress, Discord. Instagram, come join us online. You want to see eight minutes of the sketch show? I'm sorry, nine minutes of the sketch show. Kelsey Grammer, go check our Discord. We got the clip. Also, Return of Dimension. That that clip's in there. Um, We got art. The thumbnail art is by Lisa Prather. You can find her on Instagram at Lisa Prather or online in general at lisapratherart.com. Did I say her Instagram was Lisa Prather? It's at Lisa Prather Art. Our theme song is The Free Harmonics by... Free Harmonic Orchestra, used and shortened under a Creative Commons license. Yeah, find it and other songs by Free Harmonic Orchestra on freemusicarchive.org. Next week is maybe more villains, but if this is the final villains episode, we'll be at you with uh, everyone's turns into drinks. <laughs> and then we'll see where we go from there. Let's say at some point we'll do Citadel oh, yeah. World Build 2. Yeah, Part we two. just have to have more coordination on that one. The end forever. And we all lived happily ever Bye. after. Bye. It really does sound like a large, you just have piles and piles of CD jewel cases around. <laughs> and a cat is just, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of CDs crashing to the ground all around your house. That That is just my house. As we walk through the house, we had to push around piles of CD cases. And then they crash all the time, so we had to repile them up. <laughs> now it's like Mikey and Littlefoot are on either side of a box, and they're chasing each other around in the packing material. It's a pretty good show.